Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com. The Force will be with you, always. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Galactic Republic, Confederacy of Independent Systems, and various mercenary factions vie for control of the galaxy in a seemingly never-ending conflict known as the Clone Wars. Caught in the middle of this epic struggle, the Jedi Knights strive to maintain order and civility in a deadly game that is being manipulated by the Dark Lords of the Sith. From the war-torn front lines, Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their dedicated team of analysts emerge as voices of truth and stability in these dark and deceptive times. Hey, Clone Wars fans. Welcome back to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, a, pod- a podcast dedicated to the Clone Wars animated series. Thanks for joining us and making us part of your day. My name is Matt, your co-host for the episode, and on the other side of the virtual podcast table, your host and creator, the Luke Skywalker to my um, Biggs Darklighter. There we go. Michael <laughs> Cohen. What's up, Mike? How's it going? Nice, nice. Uh, our 120th episode. 120th, and, and hopefully, unlike... Yeah, like Biggs, I won't get cut from this particular podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, so we got a we we have a big piece of non-news news speculation rumor to talk about. So why right. don't we just uh, let's just jump right into it? Uh, all right, let's do it. Welcome. I have been expecting you. This is just the beginning. This is where the fun begins. Join us or die. Our meeting was not a coincidence. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. All right, Mike. So I had actually a couple pieces of of news, but mm-hmm. we're going to skip all of that. Um, one of them was about Drew Carpetian and the Kotor project. That was ultimately debunked by Drew Carpetian himself. Uh, he was supposed to be involved in some Kotor project, but mm-hmm. uh, it turns out it's not. So hey, we don't have to worry about that one. Uh, and then Mark Hamill was in the news talking about um, EW uh, episode, uh, not episode, was it Entertainment Weekly was talking to him about some stuff, and he just was a little more open to some uh, questions than he normally is. And he talked about how he uh, is looking forward to coming back, and hopefully he can get they can get all the you know he didn't say he's coming back, but he would like to see everybody come back, you know the the big three or four. So. Um, but but here's the here's the thing we wanted to talk about, Mike. Um, over the last few days, obviously everybody that uh, likes the show has noticed through podcasts and through websites that there is this petition to save the Clone Wars. And when I saw that, I was like, "What the heck is going on? What do I not know?" You know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, we, we've had some we've had some discussion on our Facebook page uh, about this very topic. And I know you've kind of changed your tune just a little bit. I was on the other side. I was thinking that we could be looking at the last two episodes of this series uh, mm-hmm. this week and next week, uh, just because of some of the stuff that that Lucas or uh, that Disney has done, um, and so a couple other things that we'll talk about here. Uh, Mike, what uh, what kind of changed your mind in the last few days? Well. The, this uh, this petition's been floating around. Uh, somebody somebody posted it on my Facebook page uh, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, and uh, and it's been making the rounds on on some of the other podcast Facebook pages like uh, Rebel Force Radio and Wampa's Lair, and and a few others, and uh, and it's this petition to Disney to uh, to save the Clone Wars and. Uh, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm I'm of two minds about the subject. I, I'm I'm uh-huh. having a hard time. But uh, yeah. 
uh, I will say I was saying to you, uh, I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> right, yeah. And, uh, and it's kind of been creeping up the last few days that I, man, this, you're, you, like you said, this could be it. This could be the last two episodes of the series right. once we sort of uh, I get a get maybe some closure we don't know yet but possibly closure on on ahsoka's storyline mm-hmm. um that that could be it i but the re- the reason why a lot of people are saying that it has to do with the disney stuff it has to do with the fact that the 3d films were uh were canceled, canceled uh, yeah. not just not just postponed but canceled uh indefinitely so hopefully one day we'll get to see those but as of right now uh, Disney and Lucasfilm have absolutely no plans to share that stuff with us. So um, with that, and and uh, we we lost three episodes from this season, uh, as we've talked about previously on the show. Um, mm-hmm. The the whole Rush Clovis arc has just sort of been lifted out of the uh, out, out of season five. Um, it was even supposed to have played uh, in uh, much much earlier in in twenty twelve. Um, so, so that being conspicuously absent and, uh, and just sort of as this, this, uh, fervor sort of starts to build up, uh, it, it's, it's hard not to, uh, not to, to feel this bit of pressure as well. But, um, what I'll say is that unlike other television series in the past, um, uh, pe- people are, are, I mean, this is sort of a trend lately. The last few years, shows like uh, like Jericho, shows like uh, Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, Firefly, uh, Chuck. Um, the the fan bases get really intense and don't want to see their show go. So they they jump online, they start petitions, and they they uh, they they essentially petition the creators and say, "Hey, I uh, don't don't." stop producing this great show um the difference between those shows that i mentioned and the clone wars is that those shows are pretty famously uh underwatched uh undervalued let's say uh by the audience um it's great shows uh, i've never watched jericho myself i'm not particularly a fan of firefly but terminator the sarah connor Chronicles, oh yeah i like that uh, show. and uh and and uh, chuck for sure um, and there's been there's been countless other shows that have sort of gone this similar way, but those show those are shows that that had a real hard time from the get go, really capturing an audience and maintaining that audience. Um, the Clone Wars, however, does not have that problem. The Clone Wars is a show that has always maintained high viewership. Uh, it's been the highest rated in its demographic since it debuted. Uh, as far as I recall, um, un- unless that's changed, uh, it's certainly one of the highest rated in its genre uh, in the in the action adventure sci-fi, um, and it's definitely one of the highest rated animated shows on television, uh, if not the highest rated show on Cartoon Network. But Cartoon Network's been making some ridiculous decisions as of late, and uh, it may be entirely out of their hands uh, as Disney mm-hmm. and Lucasfilm. Uh, make changes all over the place. So, um, the and the biggest the biggest thing I think that's probably got this this doubt just sort of nagging at the back of my mind is the fact that we just wrapped up Toy Fair, and in wrapping up Toy Fair, we got word from Hasbro that there will be no more animated three and three quarter figures. Uh, there will be no more animated figures of any kind. Right. Uh, which makes me a yeah. little bit, just a little bit skeptical. Not skeptical. I don't know. Hesitant. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit worried. That that's probably what's got me the most worried is that if Hasbro's not going to support this, then uh, yikes! It's, that uh, that could be a clue. Yeah. 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 yeah that could be our biggest sign. But at the same time, there's tons of new Lego sets this year uh, in 2013 that have to do with the clone wars in fact uh there are things in the clone wars that that never even made it into the three and three quarter line so mm-hmm. um right it's it's actually pretty amazing uh, the way that everything sort of turned out but i think that lego might also have a longer development process so that could be one of the reasons but 
we're just going to have to wait and see. We're going to have to wait and see how this season plays out, how this next uh, uh, episode, uh, the season finale coming up this weekend, <coughs> plays out. And, uh, and, and, you know, hopefully we'll know at the end of the episode because traditionally we've gotten a trailer for the next season or at least something. So a trailer right, for at yeah. least a story. Mm-hmm. Something. Some right. sort of a hint at, at stay tuned for next season. But, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's 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 dark times. It, it could it could be dark times, potentially. The, the, the always in motion is the future. So. <laughs> it is. You know, and one thing that, that always had me a little worried in the last, I don't know, week or so, even before this petition came out, was the fact that, um, well, here's the first thing. You said it, Mike. I mean, this is a great show. It has great ratings. Um, so that should be no reason to cancel it. Um, but we've have seen Lucas or Disney; they're not afraid to, to to change things up. You know, they want to do, they want to focus on Episode Seven. They want to focus on these spinoffs. You know, cancel the PT 3D stuff. They had no qualms. I mean, just like mm-hmm. that, boom, it's canceled. Get out of here. The Clone Wars team, like you said, they've they've gotten rid of the Clovis arc. That's a that's an interesting thing to do. You know, why why pull something out? And here's here's the thing too. We've had, um, and you've commented on this before. We've seen no news or comments from you know Dave Filoni, you know um, a lot of the Clone Wars actors that are really um, big on the social network type stuff. They mm-hmm. haven't really talked about anything Clone Wars, and it's kind of just like, wow, you know, you're right. They haven't really said anything. But here's the last thing I'll, think, I'll say about this: is you know, there, Ahsoka is probably the biggest, arguably the biggest character to come out of this um, series. Um, we all want to know what's going on with her. She's kind mm-hmm. of turned into this great character that we all want to see this, uh, you know, what happens to her. And could that be another reason why they're pushing this? They pull out the Clovis arc, put in this Ahsoka arc, right? And possibly get a, a um, conclusion to her story. And then you can sort of end the series. If you had to end the series, at least you got through that portion, you know what I mean? That big hump of you know, what happened to Ahsoka. Um, but, who, you know, like I said, it's it's still up in the air. Um, like you said earlier, uh, maybe even last week, hey, no news is good news. Um, so far, we haven't heard anything. So as far as mm-hmm. we're concerned, it's, you know, hope we got hopefully season six sometime um, next fall. So we'll see. But fingers crossed, Mike, fingers crossed. See what we do. We'll see what happens. Hopefully yeah, this we'll- is not our last two episodes. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, keep your fingers crossed. And, and like you said, you know, if you want to support that petition, hey, it's not going to hurt anything, you know, to let them know that we love the show. Uh, no no problem with that. Um, but, uh, you know, Disney, this is a powerful company. They're going to do uh, whatever is in their best interest. And, uh, they're, like I said, they're really focused on these, this new trilogy, this new era of Star Wars. And, and we'll see if Clone Wars is going to be a part of that uh, in the next few months. Hopefully we'll find out. Um, other than that, Mike, you ready to uh, jump into the recap? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Something is stirring in the underworld. Remember, there can only be two. You are our secret weapons. There are some citizens of the Republic who believe the Jedi Order is not what it used to be. We can help you reclaim. You are a clone and a soldier in the Republic Army. I sense a deep anger in you. Everything that you fought so hard for will be destroyed. Anakin! Sometimes heroes fall despite their strength. Onderon is out. We are brothers. folks let's start off with to catch a jedi a storm brews over the jedi temple as well as within the council chamber as admiral tarkin holographically addresses the jedi council he has concluded that ahsoka tano is responsible for the murder of three clone troopers in the republic military base and she must be captured 
Anakin doesn't believe Ahsoka is guilty. Yoda orders two teams led by Anakin Skywalker and Plo Koon to track down the fugitive Padawan. Mace Windu is wary of sending Anakin on this assignment since Skywalker is too emotionally connected to Ahsoka. So, Mike, a couple of things um, kind of jumped out at me in this first scene uh, in the Jedi Temple here. Um, of course, Tar- this is the penultimate episode for Season 5, folks. Uh, Tarkin is right. As far as evidence, Ahsoka is guilty. I mean, that's how Tarkin sees it. Almost that's how like the, the Jedi Council sees it. They're like, wow, you know, there's... Without that sound, there's, there's, it just looks bad, you know. It looks really bad, um, and a good setup. Whoever's doing this is a fantastic setup, um, and they're really, really pushing this Ahsoka thing. And I'm going to ask later on a question about why Ahsoka. But uh, another thing I noticed here, actually, two things, another two things here, tension between uh, Mace and Anakin. Um, it's here again. I, it's just you can you can sense it every time these two get together, Mike. There's always just a little bit of underlying tension that you can feel between these two, and, and more so maybe than from Mace. And I don't know what it is with him. You know whether it's a little bit of jealousy or or what, because you know Anakin's the chosen one, and you know, we remember Mace. You know he, he thinks what it's his boy. Come on, get real. So there's always been this. I don't know. Just I, I, maybe to me it seems like jealousy, but I don't know. Um, but we do have that tension going on between these two. And I like how Yoda ends it, ends it up here, Mike. He, instead of going with Mace, he says, you know what? Let's take this opportunity and let's make this a test. He says, you must prove you'll stay focused. And he's, Yoda's saying this to Anakin. So Yoda's going to flip the switch here and use this as a training opportunity for Anakin because Yoda knows and he sensed some of the problems that Anakin has had with his emotions so what better way to train him and kind of keep him grounded than, than to uh, try it here with Ahsoka. So mm-hmm. a couple of cool things going on in this first little scene here. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I, it's, I, you know, we're following off of, of the events of last week and uh, and Ahsoka being on the run. And, and like you said, the, the evidence is kind of stacked against her. Right. Uh, and Tarkin is... Um, really intense about it uh yeah, almost yeah. almost to the point where he's not even entertaining the idea that the, that anything else could be going on um and he kind right. of makes makes the point that that the jedi can't be trusted in this matter because it's kind of a you know it's, mm-hmm. an, it's not it's an internal matter but but you know there needs to be some sort of oversight um and right. uh and uh it, it, Mace Mace is really intent on on sort of bringing just figuring out whatever is going on. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of the Jedi Council was. It seems like like they've already kind of made their decision um, because they're just looking at the evidence, much like Tarkin is, or they just don't want to rock the boat. I don't know, right. but um, but the 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 only one who's really sticking up for for. Ahsoka in this moment is uh, is Anakin and and Plo Koon. Oh right, yeah, who are going to uh, be leading these two these two groups um, to to go try and capture, uh, recover. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you how you want to talk about it, but I <laughs> I mean, as far as Mace Windu is concerned, they need to bring Ahsoka in, and Anakin is way too emotionally compromised, way mm-hmm. too connected. And uh, and and Mace does not trust Anakin, right? This this scene really kind of echoes what happens in Revenge of the Sith, where uh, where Mace says, you know, if uh, if if what you've told me is true, then you'll have earned my trust. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think we might be seeing in this one of those reasons why Mace doesn't trust Anakin. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is sort of one of those scenes that reinforces that later on so right so yeah uh, it's it's really just sort of setting up everything that's going on and sort of the the atmosphere but i don't know it seems to me like something more is going on with tarkin almost though he kind of hangs up on them towards the end of that there like, <laughs> he does he, just kinda, he goes <laughs> that's right yeah this yeah. is sedition and then he just you know he ends <laughs> the call and yeah. it's like whoa buddy you're getting a little aggressive like <laughs> how about how about we just deal with this and uh you know yeah. but almost as if he he's he doesn't really care 
who's innocent or guilty as long as they bring someone to justice. But that's mm-hmm. uh, that's Tarkin for you, right? So. Yeah, right. I like how you mentioned uh, Plo Koon. I didn't even think of that, but that's a great point. Um, other than Anakin, Plo Koon mm-hmm. has uh, you know a lot of ties to Ahsoka. Of course, you know he's the one that found her and brought her into the to uh, um, to be a Jedi Padawan. So he's got yeah. a, a big venture. Uh, interest in Ahsoka as well, so that was cool. Um, go ahead, though, Mike. Okay, uh, thousands of levels below the Coruscant surface, local police forces distribute a warrant for Ahsoka's arrest. She clings to the shadows, avoiding their scrutiny, paying a gotal drunk for his cloak to provide a makeshift disguise. Ahsoka uses her comlink to ask Barriss Afif for help. Barriss advises Ahsoka that it is not safe to contact her with, with her Jedi communicator. Barris promises to help her friend from above. Disguised in the ratty cloak, Ahsoka boards a passenger train. A pair of underworld cops makes its way through the passenger car, checking IDs. Ahsoka tries to to debark at the next stop, but runs smack into three more cops who recognize her from the warrant. She force bowls them over and bolts, pursued on foot through the train by the cops. Though they nearly nab her, she kicks her way free and leaps from the moving train onto a passenger platform. So we got uh, uh, some great action to start mm-hmm. it off, and uh, this great sort of establishing stuff of the uh, of the Coruscant underworld. Which uh, this is our our second adventure into the underworld. Yeah. Uh, but you know it 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 looks better than ever before. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it's got uh, we kind of, we've kind of talked about this already. It's got that kind of Blade Runner feel to it. The way that the police cruiser uh, lands is is almost I mean it, just the the motion of the cruiser mimics mm-hmm. the the police spinner from from Blade Runner. Blade so Runner. it's just it's so uh, it's so evocative of that film, uh, and I think it, it you know it's got to be on purpose. That that's not a mistake. <laughs> Yeah, um, but the city's just uh, Coruscant's never looked as as uh, grungy and alive as it has uh, in this. You know, I'd even say uh, not even in the movies, um, uh, specifically not not you know sort of the the lower levels or the street life of of Coruscant. Um, I think maybe we, when it comes to the Senate stuff. We definitely, you know, like sort of that high society stuff. We see a lot of people, but it's oftentimes inside buildings and that sort of thing. But here we get the, this awesome street level, and uh, and there's just species of all kinds sort of doing their own thing, and uh, and all sorts of activity and great stuff going on in the background, and never a frame without something interesting to look at. So, right, and you mentioned this, I think, on the Facebook. Uh on our group about just just the world i mean it just looked fantastic mm-hmm. uh and we've seen this like you said this is only the second or third time we've seen this area and it's it's really cool i've done this i mean it's almost like it's two different worlds i mean you got the higher up with with the council and you're used to yep. seeing all that and it's clean it's nice everything's you know and then you get down this dirty level and it almost looks um like you're in like new york city or something i mean it's got the subway system um, and and this actually in this part where the train great action shot uh, or great action here uh, as Ahsoka is flipping through this uh, subway train uh, I just love the point of view of the camera how they followed her through the car as she's doing her flipping and swinging her way through the cars I mean I thought that was a really cool trick a really cool yeah. effect to, to see that so um, but yeah, man, it, just, it looked really, really good. Uh, coming up with some 13, 12, 13, 14, 15 levels. So uh, the video game is... I, and I even think they said they used... They actually went to the video game to get, you know, some... Um, uh, not inspiration, but they kind of used the video game yeah, as for, reference. For, yeah, for reference. Yeah, exactly. So really cool stuff. Uh, let's see where we are. More cops spot her, and she runs to a nearby turbo lift. Uh, some near miss, misses... Fired by the cops, disable the controls, and the trouble lift car starts plummeting at great speed. Ahsoka realizes there's a Twi'lek child trapped inside her, with her inside the car, and he is starting to panic. Ahsoka uses her lightsaber to cut a hole in the roof, but the boy has sense enough to push the emergency stop button. Ahsoka sheepishly admits she hasn't been on her game, but uh, before cutting open a turbo lift door, she leaps to the next level with the boy and returns him to his concerned guardian. 
Ahsoka leaves the train station, continuing on foot through a seedy area of the Undercity. She is spotted by a shadowy figure with a wraparound helmet that stalks her with great interest. With an abandoned, within an abandoned vermin-infested building in the lower levels, Ahsoka is attacked and pinned by the helmeted hunter. The twin red-bladed lightsabers identify the masked assailant as Asajj Ventress. It is with some amusement that Ventress realizes she is going to collect the bounty on her longtime Padawan foe. Asajj takes Ahsoka's remaining lightsaber. The trapped Jedi accuses Ventress of being behind the whole plot uh, and framing Ahsoka, but Ventress expresses bewilderment at such a claim. Well, well, I didn't believe it when I first heard it, but I guess it's true. The Senate has put a bounty on your horned little head. <laughs> And I'm going to be the one who collects. Ventress, it was you, wasn't it? You were behind all of this, and you framed me! I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do! So what are you now? A bounty hunter? Yes, and someone who knows how to make easy money. <laughs> Wow, Mike, I tell you what, what an entrance by Asajj Ventress. She is back. We haven't seen her since uh, she teamed up with Obi-Wan Kenobi and, yeah. and all these questions about her character. But wow, I love this entrance. High wire flip, kicks Ahsoka to the ground, ignites her sabers, and then she scrapes them on the ground, uh, crossing Ahsoka's neck. You know, what a great visual that was and a great entrance. And Asajj, you know, she's still looking for her, for her path and what she's supposed to do. Like I said, the last time we saw her, Mike was... Uh, she was helping Obi-Wan. It was like, we couldn't believe that, you know? And now here she is, um, a bounty hunter, kind of just trying to find her way still. Um, and she's clueless, Mike. This is, a, again, she's clueless. She doesn't know what's going on. So mm -hmm. we had some um, some thoughts that it could be Asajj who was involved in this. But we find out pretty quick in this episode that it is not her. It is somebody else. So what do you think? Asajj coming back. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, uh, it, very interesting having Asajj show up. I mean, I don't think this was any surprise. We all kind of knew that she was coming. right. Yeah, uh, but uh, but you know, it's sort of the the turn coming up here that's uh, that is yeah. the most interesting. Right. Uh, but uh, but a character who's never. I mean, as I said last year, tons. Uh, she's never been more interesting than she is now, and having her show up right now as Ahsoka is never more interesting than she's ever been. Uh, it's it's uh, sort of setting yeah. up for some really great stuff and uh, and, a, and a great great sequence there. Mm -hmm. so, uh, here, yeah, I love that. Go ahead. I'm gonna continue here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two Republic police gunships streak from the city surface surface into an enormous underworld portal. One gunship carries Plo Koon, Commander Wolf, and a team of Coruscant guard clones. The other carries Anakin Skywalker, Captain Rex, and 501st troopers. This search party has received word that Ahsoka was spotted heading to level 1312. Asajj marches Ahsoka up to Terminal 24 at the landing deck of level 1313. Ahsoka tries to reason with Asajj. A known Separatist war criminal can't exactly just waltz up to the Jedi Temple and hand over a bounty. Asajj intends to hand over Ahsoka to a bondsman intermediary. She tries to hatch a bargain by appealing to a tragic commonality shared by Ahsoka and Ventress. Both have been abandoned by their order, since Count Dooku betrayed Ventress, and Ahsoka has been presumed guilty by the Jedi. This catches Ventress' attention. Ahsoka explains that a rogue Jedi has betrayed the order and carried out the bombing. If she can prove her innocence, Ahsoka will petition the Senate and the Council for a full pardon for Ventress. A traitorous Jedi tried to blow up the Jedi Temple, and has framed me for that and other killings. Hmm, so the Jedi aren't that holy after all. I know Dooku tried to have you killed. I know he betrayed you. What if this is his new apprentice? I've fallen from my path just as you've fallen from yours. We have a lot more in common than you think. What can you offer me that's better than money? If you help me, I'll speak to the Council and the Senate on your behalf. I'll get you a full pardon for your crimes. You have my attention. But I'm going to go where the tide flows. 
If the tide is flowing against you, don't think I'll forget about the bounty on your head. Fair enough. I suggest we find somewhere else to discuss this. Shine the light over there. I'll tell you what, Mike. I was a little, um, uh, not shocked, but uh, I thought it was a pretty, pretty cool turn of events here that Asajj would entertain the idea of, of getting a pardon from the Senate. I mean, this is something she's really, it sounds like, because she, um, she didn't really bring it up. I mean, it was Ahsoka's the one that brought this up. Like, hey, what if I did this for you? And she's like, yeah, that's, let's, let's go for that. I mean, if this doesn't work out, you know, I'm still going to turn you in for the bounty. But, but she's, uh, she's entertaining this thought of getting a pardon. And I mm -hmm. thought that was, that was kind of cool. I mean, we're seeing this character really, um, just turn around. I mean, you know, just a little bit ago, timeline-wise, I mean, she's fighting Obi-Wan and, and Anakin to the death almost. Uh, and then these crazy turn of events, you know, Dooku throws her out, wants her dead. Um, and she finds this little connection with Ahsoka because Ahsoka's doing the same thing. She's on the run. So now they're both on the run. And they kind of almost form a little bond here. I just thought, wow, this is, this is great stuff. I mean, this is cool. We're getting, you know, new character stuff from from Ahsoka and Asajj. And then we got this other thing thrown in with uh, with Bear Sophie that we'll talk to in a minute. So a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, this didn't really surprise you, though, about uh, Ventress maybe entertaining or trying to get um, back in the graces of the Senate, all right? Or the Jedi? Yeah, no, I, well, I mean, I, I sort of saw a lot of this coming, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a year ago uh, when, when, uh, when Asajj first sort of made her trip back towards the gray side as as we've been calling it mm -hmm. um so yeah th i mean and especially since we sort of saw that trailer at celebration that that showed ahsoka and asajj uh in a confrontation i was sort of saying like oh these two are gonna end up together um so their their little alliance is uh is not unexpected but the idea that that asajj would uh would want a pardon from the senate from the jedi order uh, i i don't know I, I don't find it surprising but i but the fact that ahsoka would offer it um, yeah, yeah maybe it shows her desperation in that moment that that she's even willing to i mean asajj and ahsoka have not had the best of relationships um so the i mean as 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 much as she's been a villain to everybody there's sort of been a bit of extra tension there between mm -hmm. those characters. We haven't seen them together uh, in a very long time, but but anytime anytime there there was an opportunity to explore that, they sort of showed that as a as a very uh, hot relationship between mm -hmm. the two of them, very hot tempered. Uh, so um, yeah, that the, that they're working together and uh, and that Ahsoka would be willing to to essentially i mean have have asajj ventress pardoned i mean you're that's asking yeah. a lot right yeah. she's uh, oh she's, definitely she's yeah. killed jedi she's killed uh, countless clone troopers uh, she's responsible for a lot of negative things <laughs> yeah <laughs> not, right. to, not to mention trying to kill ahsoka anakin and obi-wan uh, all together at times and separately. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, interesting. But, uh, but maybe she's counting on some help from Obi Wan since she kind of helped him out at the end yeah. of last season. You know, who yeah. knows? But uh, but yeah, that was that was uh, interesting stuff. Great character development for Ventress there. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I'm sorry. Absolutely. Uh, such bargaining is cut short with Anakin's police gun when Anakin's police gunship hovers towards Terminal Twenty Four. Searchlights frame Ahsoka and Ventress. Anakin cannot believe what he sees. He leaps uh, from the gunship to the platform as Ahsoka and Ventress scurry into the shadows. Asajj erects a ray shield at the terminal gate, stalling Anakin's pursuit. He orders a clutch of probe droids to follow. So I, I'm just going to point out here these new these new gunships. These uh, they're calling them. They're referring oh, right, to them right. as as Republic police gunships. But uh, let's just call them what they are. They're Imperial gunships. Uh, they're, <laughs> right. they're where, you know, previously we've seen uh, the, the, the LATI, the L-A-A-T slash I gunships, which are the Republic ones. Right. Uh, I think that these one, these new gunships are uh, there. 
they're the Imperial gunships. Uh, right. This is they they look kind of like Tie fighters and gunships merged together. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because they've got those the solar panel collectors and that the awesome spoked cockpit, which is the classic Star Wars, uh, to have that spoke cockpit. Um, mm-hmm. I and I love them. I think they look amazing. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite designs from this season. One of the Facebook um, our Facebook uh, posters. I think it was Walter. Had had put a picture of that and said, "Hey, you know, this almost looks like a precursor to the Tie Fighter," and uh, yeah, it's that's. I'm glad you brought that up because he had brought that up too. Mm-hmm. So everybody else, not not only you, but everybody else is seeing that as well. And I just love the look on Atkins' face here, Mike. He just he can't believe it, man. He's he's um, you, know, you can see kind of like the confusion, the 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 uh, the surprise, the anger on his face as he sees Ahsoka run away. And he looks. It's so. I mean, it's, it's Ventress. I mean, he's just like. You can't believe it, you know. It's yeah. what is going on in this world. So, uh, I'll continue. Asajj leads uh, Ahsoka even further down to level thirteen twelve, even more decrepit than the last. They stop at a public communicator box. Ahsoka hotwires the terminal so she can talk undetected and contacts Barris. Barris offers good news. She may have found a clue to this conspiracy three levels up in an in an abandoned warehouse. She has traced Letta's path. To an abandoned munitions warehouse. Sorry, I got distracted. I was reading the wiki for the Republic gunship. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Where are we? I, a probe droid. A probe droid spots Ahsoka making the call and alerts Clone Commander Wolf and the Coruscant Guard troops. As Asajj plans to, uh, sorry, as Asajj plans to get Ahsoka to the munitions warehouse. The two women are suddenly surrounded by Wolf and a dozen troopers. Ahsoka raises her hands and tries to order the clones to back down. Asajj ignites her lightsaber and swings her blades towards the troopers. Her her strikes are to disarm, though, and not to kill. Ahsoka joins the fight, brawling her way past the guardsmen. Ventress knocks Wolf into a pillar. The two fugitives escape intact, leaving behind some groggy clones. Wolf radios General Plo Koon that Ahsoka has escaped with Ventress's help. Ahsoka and Ventress approach the dilapidated warehouse on level 1315. Ventress considers her end of the bargain fulfilled and returns Ahsoka's lightsaber to her, leaving the Padawan to continue her hunt for answers. There it is. That's where you're supposed to find this clue. I've done my part of the bargain, which means you're on your own from here. But don't forget, you have to speak on my behalf now. That was the deal. Agreed. Thanks for getting me this far, at least. I have to admit, I never saw us doing anything together. Ever. These are strange times. And I'll tell you what, Mike, these are strange times indeed in the Clone Wars. I mean, mm-hmm. um, first of all, I'm going to back up just a little bit. I, I want to mention that it was a big change, I thought, in Asajj as she and Ahsoka escape without killing any clones. And I thought that was interesting to, to point that out. And, and they were sure to let us know. Um, she pulls her lightsabers out, but she just uses them to cut the barrels off, and then she goes into her martial arts stuff. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking she, she really wants this part. I mean, otherwise she would have just killed them. No big deal. So I think this pardon thing is still um, something she really wants. You know, and she even says, it's kind of a funny line. She says, hey, it's the new me, you know. This is me now. Um, but, uh, yeah, strange times, like she says, you know. Uh, the, the sworn enemies, like I, like I was, mm-hmm. this is actually for, for the fans out there, the listeners. This is take two for us, Mike. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we lost our, uh, our episode yesterday, so we're redoing it. But, um yeah, like we were talking about yesterday. I mean, she. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, they were sworn enemies. I just—it's just so wild to see them um, back and, and working together, fighting together. Yeah. Uh, just some really cool stuff. So. Um, well, and, and, and to yeah, see to see Asajj's actual commitment to this idea that she's not she's not a Sith anymore, right? She she was never truly a Sith before. Mm-hmm. But uh, but she's not on that path anymore, and I think this episode is the best evidence we've seen of that so far. Uh, 
It's sort of it's really great what they've done because it's been by sort of by inches, not by not by feet. Because uh, we right. start with with uh, I, her turning on Dooku, and then sort of that doesn't go well for her. And then we see her trying to be a bounty hunter, and that goes a little bit better, but isn't quite a fit. And as she's in the midst of that, she's sort of. Well, I guess we saw her turn on Dooku and then try try and become a night sister, and then I uh, try and be a bounty hunter, which is where she's at now. Mm-hmm. But uh, in in the midst of that, you know, sort of saving the princess last season, uh, and then going on to help Obi Wan, mostly in an effort to to deal with uh, to deal with Savage. Uh, to, to sort of right the wrong that she'd done there to, to deal with something that she felt responsible for. But now we see her working with Ahsoka and uh, pulling punches, essentially. I mean, to, the fact that she would actually, you know, help Ahsoka and not kill any of the clones, I think says a lot about her character now and where her character has gotten to. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been a very gradual... Uh, developments of that character to get her to the point where we can believe I mean could can you imagine before last season seeing Asajj Ventress fighting clone troopers and not just killing them because she could have she could have easily but oh, instead yeah, she yeah. disarms them and she and and they they use non-lethal tactics so yeah I mean I it just just great stuff uh, really cool stuff for that character really great development and uh, and the 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 intrigue sort of continuing, but this is all really just to get us to this next part. Right, right. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, let's see. Uh, as Ventress walks down a darkened alley, her attention is drawn as she senses someone behind her. She assumes it is Ahsoka and is caught unprepared as she is suddenly knocked over by a thrown barrel. A hooded, cloaked figure emerges from the shadows and slams a heavy pipe onto Asajj's head. Ventress collapses. The figure removes the former assassin's lightsabers and picks up Ventress's fallen helmet. So this, uh, yeah, I think we're, we're seeing who's truly behind this, who's, who's mm-hmm. uh, maybe, I don't know if they're the one pulling all the strings, but they're, they're certainly the one taking action. Uh, and, uh, and, and as far as I could tell, uh, this was a female. And right, uh, right. I, or it looked to be a female. Um, mm-hmm. That's sort of the hint that we're given, and right. uh, and and so um, that might be the biggest uh, sort of hint towards who this is. Um, but she takes this, this person, this mysterious shadowy figure, takes Asajj's lightsabers and helmet, and uh, and and is up to no good. Yeah, I I still I couldn't figure out why this mysterious figure, mm-hmm. um, you know, doesn't kill Asajj. I mean, it seems to me like that's a big um, big mistake to leave that hanging out there to leave Ahsoka out there because or Ahsoka um, Asajj. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. I mean, this mysterious figure, if it is a Jedi, they obviously know and heard of Asajj Ventress. She knows she's very powerful, and to leave her, I thought this, that was kind of weird, and I don't know where this is going. Why she would uh, this person would leave that, and and let's just be frank here. Um, the only other female character that's been in these episodes uh, featured is Barriss Ophie. So we're led to believe that this is probably Barriss Ophie uh, for some reason um, framing Ahsoka. And that was the, another question I had, Mike. Was yeah. why why Ahsoka? Why is she the one that is getting? Um, frame for all this. I mean, what does she? She's not even a Jedi yet. She's well. She's you know a Padawan still. She's not even a Jedi Knight yet. What is there to gain by going after someone of this level? Um, why not try to turn maybe a Jedi Knight or someone with more influence um, in the Jedi? You know, what I mean, why go after? And that that was kind of like the big question I had. Why yeah. Ahsoka? Actually, there's a couple questions. That was the first one. Was why Ahsoka? I don't know. Um, it, I guess it remains to be seen, unless you have any theories on that. Uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I, I think because I think that there's a lot more going on here. Uh, I, I think, I think yet, yeah. beyond whoever this is, and let's just come right out and say it. I, more than likely, this shadowy figure is Barriss Ophie. Mm-hmm. She's the only one who knows where Ahsoka is going. 
and uh, and and she's sort of in a perfect position to to do this. Why she would do it is still unclear, uh, and I guess we're gonna have to wait until next week to find yeah. out exactly what her motivation was. But uh, but when we do, I you know hopefully it makes sense. Hopefully mm-hmm. all will be clear. I. But yeah, it's uh, it, 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 it's clear to me that there's more going on here than uh, than meets the eye, and uh, and this is a perfect opportunity for Palpatine to start, you know, creating that wedge between the Jedi Council and Anakin. Mm-hmm. Uh, they that this attachment is is a is is an absolutely perfect opportunity. Um, and, and Palpatine would be silly not to take advantage of that. So right. I think I think at the end of the day that Palpatine is pulling the strings on this. I think Tarkin has something to do with it. Uh, but, you know, we're going to have to wait and see. There's a, there's still a lot up in the air. But. Yeah. Well, I was just I, – I am I would come out and say that I'm, I was a little – or I am a little um, – not disappointed, but it's like – for me, it was just like too easy for, for it to be Barrow Sophie. And I mean, it's it's really obvious, and I'm kind of I'm gonna be a little underwhelmed if it does turn out to be her. But I think he brought up a question: is is the why factor? I think if it is turns out to be reverse, yeah, I'll be underwhelmed. But learning out as to why could be a big um, a big reveal, a big part of the show that's gonna give us that bang. Um, so. Uh, you know, am I hoping maybe that's like we talked about yesterday—a red herring? Maybe you're trying to throw you off a trail. Um, if it does end up being embarrassed, okay, the why factor is going to be a big one. And I, th- I think we talked about this yesterday about um, somehow getting Anakin involved with this, um, maybe getting Anakin that extra push, um, that extra emotional push towards the dark side uh, if something happens to Ahsoka. Um, that's another another one of those why or, or could be ifs or something like that. This is going to all tie together, like you said, with Palpatine. So that'll be interesting to, to find out. Uh, mm-hmm. Ahsoka searches uh, the warehouse for any clues where she is su- when she is suddenly attacked by a cloaked figure. The assailant carries Ventress's lightsaber and wears her bounty hunting helmet. Ahsoka understandably assumes her attacker is Ventress. She defends herself with a single lightsaber. But the attacker is relentless. She uses the force to throw debris at the Padawan and nearly blinds her with a ruptured steam pipe. The lightsaber fight starts with a uh, a fire that ignites some volatile barrels. The explosion draws the attention of the underworld police. They report the suspicious activity and Rex intercepts the call. So this mysterious figure, um, like we talked about, you said earlier, Mike, the fighting style to me seemed a little feminine, seemed a little graceful. Um, to imply that it was a woman again, to imply that it is Barra Sophie, uh, mm-hmm. we'll find out. Um, but and and I also noted that this mysterious figure was well trained and seemed to know maybe some of Ahsoka's style, uh, and maybe you know maybe they sparred in the past or something like that in some kind of Jedi class. And uh, but but she seemed to kind of have every counter to Ahsoka, and it was very easily. Um, dominated Ahsoka and uh, so you know maybe that has something to do with it being embarrassed that she knows Ahsoka so well um, that she was able to overpower her but uh, I guess we'll uh, finish it up here want to finish it up Mike yeah sure Uh, the dark warrior sends a weary Ahsoka crashing through the ceiling of a storage room she collapses in a heap atop crates of crates of nanodroid explosives Ahsoka realizes she is lying amid damning evidence just as Commander Wolf arrives and knocks her unconscious with a stun blast. Anakin and Rex arrive, shocked at the sight of their friend. Plo Koon and Anakin collect Ahsoka to return to the temple. Anakin holds out hope that there is an unseen explanation to these strange events. After all, he cannot account for Asajj's involvement. Captured she has been. Yes, Master Yoda. Without incident? No. She was subdued by the clones and found in possession of explosive nanodroids. It still doesn't explain Ventress's involvement. And we saw her with Ahsoka. I think there's more going on than we know. By Ahsoka or against her? That remains to be seen. We're bringing her back to the temple. Let's just hope we can keep her here. 
And I'll tell you what, Mike, the the setup of, of Ahsoka continues here. You know, she's found, as she's found lying there, you know, all these nano droids are right there. It's just, uh, just always bad, bad luck, you know, bad timing, you know, perfect setup by whoever this mysterious figure is. And uh, I kind of like how it ends up with, um, again, Anakin and Plo, uh, the two most important people in her life that are there with her to, to bring her in. And... Um, you know, Anakin, he, he kind of shows his emotion a little bit. I mean, they have this little shot of him subtly, um, you know, he caresses Ahsoka's arm as she's lying there unconscious. Kind of a, a little bit of uh, a nice little touch there, showing Anakin's, you know, his, his kind of uh, love for his, his Padawan. And then uh, Plo's there as well. So that's kind of cool. But yeah, we got, they're setting up, Mike, some big stuff here. A lot of yeah. questions. Uh, I love the character development of of Asajj again. We don't know where she's going. This is what this is what's crazy. This last episode's got to try to try to, you know, tell us what's going on with Ahsoka. What's going on with Asajj? You know, how does this affect Anakin? And from the preview, we're gonna sh- we're gonna play here. Um, it gets pretty intense in the in the Jedi Council as she's yeah. up. So, um, well, you know, yeah. I just had a realization in listening to that clip. Uh, for the second time, as you said, we recorded yesterday. We lost the, <laughs> kind of lost the recording. Yeah. Um, but I just had a realization that what Mace is saying, I, I found that a curious line where he says, "Hopefully, we can keep her here." Of like, I, th- I was like, "Well, hmm. you think she's going to escape again?" Um, but I think what he's trying to get at is that hopefully the Jedi can deal with it. Yeah, hopefully, not, the, hopefully not the Tarkin, Republic, right? Yeah, hopefully the yeah. army, the military isn't going to get involved, right. uh, and and they can just sort of they can get to the bottom of it. So that kind of puts everything in a very different light for me. Where uh, now all of a sudden Mace sounds like he's not necessarily on Ahsoka's side, but that they're prepared to right. to to entertain the idea that that it's not Ahsoka's fault. Um, mm. that, that's something, as he says, uh, by her or against her, right? Um, right. And, and sort of they're entertaining the idea that it could be against her. Um, that's right, yeah. So, so that's, that's interesting. I'm, it's kind of, it's a good thing that we had to do this again, because <laughs> I wouldn't out. have noticed that. So. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it's something, like you said, he's, they're trying to deal with it, like you said, deal with it, uh, within mm-hmm. the group, you know, b- between each other, not get Tarkin and the rest of um, the, the Republic involved. So, nice pickup there. That nice, but um, yeah, we're, like I said, Mike, we're setting up a lot of questions. Um, hopefully, yeah. a lot of this stuff gets answered in our final episode of the season next week. Wow. All yeah, right. yeah, and Just I like mean, that. this this was a a great lead in to the next next part uh it is sort of just set up for for what looks like it's going to be a very interesting episode coming week but we'll uh, we'll talk about that in a minute yeah uh, but yeah i a pretty good episode but but definitely bridging um mm-hmm. uh, some good stuff happened definitely the stuff with with uh asajj uh, definitely interesting, but uh, but I'm much more interested to see what the fate of Ahsoka is going to be and who exactly is up to this. Right. Yeah. So. And it, we'll find out if it is Barra Sophie, and if it is, why and and what her motivations are. So we'll find out hopefully next week. Um, let's get on over to uh, find out what's going on in the Facebook stuff. You ready, Mike? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Wait a minute, we'll play back the entire message. Where are those transmissions you intercepted? He is carrying a message from an Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was beginning to wonder if you'd got my message. I saw part of the message. You... I seem to have found it. Okay, Mike, the Facebook post comes from Martin Ailman. He kind of brings us back around to our our first topic, about talking about the Clone Wars. But he says, um, hey guys, I had a wild thought recently and could and it could possibly explain the delay of the Clovis arc. Now, I do believe the reason for the shortened season is because of the uncertain future of the show, and that's just what happens sometimes in the world of television, but for the sake of argument, we'll put that aside. I'll always remember that, that in the Clone Wars micro-series, there was a brief yet noticeable moment between Anakin and Padme that alluded to the inevitable conception of Luke and Leia. Now, I know this is a kid's show, first and foremost, but an arc that centers around Anakin and Padme's relationship, and that relationship being put to the test yet again with our friend Clovis it could point to a payoff ending of an arc 
or this is the last time Anakin and Padme see each other before Revenge of the Sith. It could mean that they uh, maybe they didn't want to put a timestamp on the end of the series, or I could be, or could I be overthinking this? What do you guys think? So he's referring to first of all that Clone Wars macro series. I think it was at, uh, chapter twenty-one in the mm-hmm. third season. There was just a brief scene. It was just just kind of like uh, Revenge of the Sith, where they he sees a cloak figure and he pulls it in and it happens to be Padme, and you know they kind of reunite there for a second. But um, he thinks that the Clovis arc may have some sort of a payoff or something that alludes to exactly where it is in the Clone Wars and or that it's so close to uh, Revenge of the Jedi or Revenge of the Sith that they decided to pull it out um, I don't know what do you think Mike you think that could be or is it just the fact that they wanted a super way to go out of the season and they figured we got to do this Ahsoka arc and then we're just going to have to pull the Clovis arc out and hopefully we'll get another season we can put it in there I don't know what do you think yeah, I, I think it was just a matter of of this whole thing with uh, with leaving the Cartoon Network, yeah, and them not wanting to, because it, it would have ended up being a twenty three episode season, and uh, and this was the one arc that that could probably be well, not the one arc, but the arc that hadn't sort of that had sort of gotten pushed out of the schedule that could just be lifted out and uh, and put into next season or into whatever they're going to do with it mm-hmm. um yeah. so i think that's what it that's what it really comes down to um he may have something there about about it being you know it's sort of a, it, it could it could be the last time that they see each other right yeah. uh, as mm-hmm. as padme mentions uh that they hadn't seen each other in, in quite a while yeah uh let's say at least nine months uh <laughs> yeah yeah right um or at the longest nine months um mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I, it it could be this that that could be it, and they could want to just hold it off and and wait until they announce that this next season is the last season, mm-hmm. and then you can see that episode and and this stuff can be in it. But we're just this is all speculation, right? This is right. all going off of the idea that that there could be some, let's call it a moment of conception, right? Uh, in in the Clovis arc somewhere between. Mm. Anakin and Padme, uh, yeah. that that leads to uh, Luke and Leia, um, yeah, in Revenge he, of the Sith. So, so you know that that's sort of, that's a big assumption to go on, I think. Right. But but it's possible. It's not outside the realm of possibility. Yeah, he may be onto something with that. Uh, the last time they see each other, that, that's a good point. Um, and uh, like I said, if they do a season six, maybe that's something they could put mm-hmm. towards the end, and then you can roll right into episode three if that's is the last season so um not bad post so good stuff martin keep it coming and the facebook guys keep it coming lots of good yeah. stuff coming out uh, out there um next week coming up next week the final episode mike the final episode of the clone wars for season five it yes. is called the wrong jedi um and of course the prosecution begins for ahsoka in the high courts while anakin tries to hunt down the truth and here is a quick clip of the season finale. Trained for crimes she didn't commit. Ahsoka's life hangs in the balance. How pleaded. Not guilty, Master. Can Anakin prove her innocence? I know you're behind all this. Or will time run out for the young Padawan? Ahsoka Tana. See the Star Wars The Clone Wars season finale. Next Saturday morning at 9.30, 8.30 Central. The members of the court have reached a decision. Wake up with the heroes, only on Cartoon Network. All right, that's coming next week, man. We're finishing it up. She's on trial. And there's actually two clips, Mike. You just sent me the other clip that I hadn't mm-hmm. seen yet. Um, and it's with the uh, council kind of around her. Uh, she's kind of down on this lower level. And uh, there's a great little scene with Anakin as he comes in at the end, kind of showing out his, uh, his anger at what's going on. Um, so... Ooh, setting up for something big, man. I can't wait to see what happens, man. We got a lot of, you know, got some loose ends. You know, is it Barris? You know, what's going to happen to Ahsoka? What's going to happen to Asajj? How does this affect Anakin and the council, man? A lot of questions. So, mm-hmm. God, really looking forward to Saturday. And we've got to tell Mike, after next week's episode, we have a special thing going on, right? Yeah, so next next Sunday, or sorry, next Saturday, Sunday. Next Saturday, I... I directly follow well not directly following but following the airing of the season finale 
we are going to do a Google Hangout. Um, so stay tuned to uh, to our Facebook page for for details on that. Uh, it's going to be at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, and uh, and we'll we'll post the link as soon as I figure out how Google Hangouts work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right, we gotta yeah. do. We're gonna do a couple of tests. So I uh, say, so you know what? Keep your eyes open uh, uh, to our Facebook page and the group and um, and our Twitter because uh, at some point I may decide to do a test and uh, and so you guys I might need somebody to yeah. test it with. So I uh, but yeah, this uh, the, this this coming Saturday uh, you can you can tune in and uh, myself Matt. Uh, Kyle and Tim from uh, Star Wars: The Saga Continues, our our sister podcast, our other podcast, our complimentary mm. podcast. Yeah, uh, they're going to be uh, they're going to be joining us. We're going to talk about not just the season finale of Clone Wars, but we're going to talk about Episode Seven. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff because this is sort of the first time that everybody's been together in one place to talk about it since the big news. So. I uh, and and hopefully hopefully we'll have a trailer for season six by then, uh, hmm. but uh, and we'll be able to talk about that. But uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, hopefully you guys can join us for that. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. And uh, don't forget our uh, usual spots to get us: clonewarspodcast.com on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash the clone uh clone wars podcast twitter.com slash clone wars uh so send all your comments and feedback there if you would like and mail at clone wars podcast.com so that's going to do it for this week mike right yeah that's it uh so so you know we will uh we'll talk to you guys next week see you guys next week well another close to another wonderful show Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always.